What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of the Dusty Bender podcast. I am Chance Watson. With me, as always, is Taylor Wells. Yo. We are here talking to you about damn near everything hockey. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, too, huh? I'm fucking ready, dude. Hockey. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got pretty excited on the podcast today. We've got Seattle news. We've been kind of treading water on that for the last few episodes, but we've got some we've got some stuff as uh, the the top dog himself, Commissioner Gary Bettman, goes to Seattle and and makes some makes some interesting announcements. Hey, Wells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how his trip was. I'm sure it was super cushy, super cozy. Uh, oh, but I'm sure. I liked his trip. We'll say that. We'll start there. I mean, the fact that he's going there means that he gives a shit, but he's also making a lot of money because of this, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Seattle's going to bring in so much damn money. He's All he sees is dollar signs, and if he takes a first-class trip there and spends a couple days, it's he, it's his own prerogative. He's going to have some fun. I bet he had some, I bet can he had he actually, some fun. Can he play hockey? I, I mean, I don't think I've ever had anybody ever say anything about, like, like, obviously, he was never a pro or anything, but I wonder if he can actually, like, skate. God. Can we get a video of that? That would be... I would pay money for him, like... Like, he's out at a public skate or something in... Oh, just doing circles. Winnipeg. <laughs> you he's know. Got one little, he's one got one little push, push cart. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's got a push cart, dude. Uh, well, hopefully, you know, he at least is a safe guy and takes the helmet from the bin... Yeah, it's, it's the, <laughs> the bin of helmets. The bin of helmets. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd go to public skate with the guy. I would. I'd teach him how. And to, then I, you know, I'd fucking throw a hip check right into him. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lay him out at public skate. I bet dude. half. I, I bet half the league would. <laughs> bet half the league would pay money to do that. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, if he wants some more money, that's how you do it. He's got well. <laughs> You know, he he might say, "Oh, it's for charity, just to make it himself look a little bit better." But yeah. come fucking light me up for twenty five thousand dollars, dude. I mean, we could how much the, the dude money. loves money? I wouldn't be surprised. He'd do it. We I could, mean, there's only raise it. He just does it once a year, and then like the other three hundred and sixty five days a year, he's just resting to get hit again. So it's it's one of those old drills you used to do in hockey where. Everybody lines up about three feet from the boards, and Gary <laughs> Bettman just tries to skate from like one end to the other, and people are just constantly just fucking just goes through the gauntlet, and they're just the trying gauntlet. to light him up every time. Uh, at a public skate, it's like it's not even hockey skates he's got on; they're like the buckle ones. Well, I so he announced that, that he announced that uh, the next that uh, that Seattle will be will host an NHL All Star game and. A draft within the first seven years of its franchise. So I'm thinking he takes our idea from the last episode to heart, and he does the gauntlet with the robot hockey team. Ooh. Okay. Well. Yeah, that could work. But I think they just, uh, you know, if he he's a big proprietary person for uh, making sure the fans have a good experience. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just lines fans up. I don't know. Only time maybe, okay. will tell. How about? How about this? So they they go the, the, all the robots are lined around the boards. You've got people in the stands with a giant red button, and when he goes by, you have to time it. I like and you it. Just, and you hit you hit the button, and then the robot wherever you know get Batman is, they just 
it hits the boards real quick, and it's <laughs> oh, shit. It's it's interactive. Ah, uh, what's that game at Chuck E. Cheese with the lights? You gotta like line if the, the light goes in a, around in a circle, and you gotta try to light it up with where your little. Oh light yeah, is. that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, yeah, people there in the we stands go. get to you hit the button, get some tickets or something. I think one thing is for sure that we should be in charge of the NHL. I mean, I've been saying that for <laughs> however long now. <laughs> should okay. be some so, dude in his basement with like barely any hockey experience running shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even know how to skate. He should go to Seattle. Oh wait, well that's what Bettman's doing. So. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. So. All-Star weekend in the first seven years, draft in the first seven years, good idea, bad idea? Yeah, I mean, it's good. It'll get exposure. Um, I I like the draft, obviously, better than the All-Star game. But the reason for that is, you know, I mean, people around town, there's a ton of people coming through. It's good for the city, money-wise, and that kind of stuff. But you also get that word of mouth, like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing here? And, uh, you know, that word of mouth gets around, and... You know, even more people get interested in hockey. So, um, I'm all for it. I wish, I hope the draft comes first. Yeah. You know, not that I've watched all seven rounds in one, you know, <laughs> in one weekend before, but right. it's, that's a, that's a big thing to be in town there too. So I think it was Dallas. For sure. Was it Dallas this year? Yeah. It's, it no, was. it's San Jose this was year. San, oh, all-star game San Jose. Yeah, All Star. Oh, oh, your draft. Yeah, draft was in Dallas. Doubt, draft was Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's no, good. I, uh, it's good for the city. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, it plays into the idea because Ve- I don't. Do you know if Vegas got anything like this? Like Vegas was promised like a draft and an All Star game eh, in the first. I'm whatever. not sure, I but so. I would. I would assume though, right? I mean, it would be semi fair, but that leads me to think. Because you you kind of have to market these two new teams differently. Because in like obviously in Vegas you're trying to establish a hockey team in a non traditional hockey market. Whereas Seattle, no, it's not traditional in the sense that like there's a long history of like a professional team there before something like that that was you know over a hundred years ago. But you've got hockey fans, you know, like it's 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 close enough to to Canada where you'll get the overlap. You know, Seattle is, it's cold enough, it's got the environment, it's got the people that like it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a ton of Vancouver Canucks fans in Seattle in that, that whole metropolitan area. I hope so. so. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. Uh, so I think maybe if it is the circumstance where Seattle got this and Vegas didn't, um, I, I think it's just based solely on the fact that it would go over well yeah, I mean, I guess Vegas. Vegas already does hold the awards ceremony every year. Yeah, like that's that's their big thing. So maybe maybe they get that. Seattle is guaranteed this, and it's kind of a wash, if that makes any sense. So I think I think the difference between like the biggest difference for me between the two is Vegas. Like the Golden Knights, pretty much got in there, and they're they're the only professional, like big time professional team that's in there, where they don't really have to win over any other fans. Okay, and then in Seattle you have the Mariners, you got the Seahawks, you got the SuperSonics that were there, you've got um, you know a bunch of other professional teams um, that you know 
they, they kind of have to start and not necessarily take fans from those sports or those fan bases, but kind of, you know, prove to them that hockey is actually just as cool. And I think two extra events like the draft and the all-star game will help with that. Um, you know, not saying that yep. everybody's not excited about it, but I think I think that's right. that's why well, we see those two different things. But regardless of our thoughts on both, I mean, we we bashed up the the All Star Game pretty good last episode, and oh, yeah. honestly, we that's could fun, probably not as right. I mean, reasonably so. It's not like we were just talking out of our ass. Like we had all all jokes aside, there are some legitimate concerns about why the All Star Game is just not really relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the draft. I mean, yeah, do they kind of, do they kind of, you know, pomp and circumstance? Do they kind of extend it out a little bit to get some extra ratings during the off season? Yeah, but it's still important, you know, that you have to do it. It's not like you can just skip the draft like you could the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm th- I think that they're trying to, they're starting to see that that's kind of a little bit of a moneymaker, especially, you know, it's, it's that oasis of hot, or it's that, you know, reprieve of hockey news in the the desert of the off season, you know, yeah. hockey fans essentially, you know, a- after the Stanley Cup's over, you're essentially waiting two months until that one day of the draft where you can at least get something of hockey news. And you know, hopefully speaking, it's there's trades and people tune in for that. So uh, trades. I mean, it's it's nice to see, like, you know, even if your team is at the top of the division, yeah. it's you know, it's it's with any sport. You're excited to see what your team thinks that they need, and you're excited yep. when it's not what you think that they need, and then you get fucking pissy about it. And I love that shit. So exactly, yeah, it's, it's I, the I trade the deadline. It's the trade deadline of the off season, essentially. Yeah, it's the trade deadline with even more fire because you know you can you can trade away that guy that you've been wanting them to trade away, and here we are. We can draft two of those guys. You know, so I, I like it. I, I think the first two rounds I usually watch. Um, you know, because that's highest percentage of players from the league come in the first two rounds, right? I mean, you get that, you get that off seventh round dude every once in a while, you know. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, let's be real about it. Like sometimes draft order just doesn't mean anything. Like you're true. You could get a very true. You can get a guy that just doesn't. I mean, he you know might have slid under the radar. Maybe he goes to an environment where he just flourishes. It, it crazier things have happened. Like where, where'd they get like? Barzell and uh, Pedersen, you know, I don't think. I mean, oh yeah, I don't think those guys oh, yeah. are top threes. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised like that. Oh, go back even further. I mean, you can talk about I, you know, with my Red Wings bias, talk about Zetterberg and and Dotsuk. Yeah, you know, both those guys. I'm fairly certain. I know Zetterberg was for sure, but you know, they're both low picks. The Magic Man. If the I'm going to watch man hockey himself. highlights, you know what I start with fucking magic man oh every time do you ever see that compilation of like they they sat down with current nhl stars and they were asking like when they watch hockey videos who do they watch have you seen that Mm -mm. so they get jonathan taze patrick kane uh you know uh berglund Uh, they just get everybody they get all these players from all these different teams and they sit them down and they're like hey who do you when you when you sit down and watch hockey videos who do you watch? And it's just like five players in a row, just Pavel Datsuk. And then it switched to Kane. Pavel Datsuk. And then, you know, Stamkos. Oh, Pavel Datsuk. And they just, they all say Pavel Datsuk. And then they get, they get, they ask Pavel Datsuk himself. They're like, hey, Pavel, 
who do you watch when you watch hockey videos? He looks at me. I don't watch hockey videos. <laughs> I think I have seen that. <laughs> That's fucking great, oh, though. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh, it's fantastic because who, who else would he watch himself? Oh, silky as fucking mitts, boys. Mm. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, buddy. So, so I've, I've finally gotten you on on the probably the most popular show that I'm watching at the moment. Uh, how do you liking it so far? Oh, it's fucking yeah, <laughs> slap shots from the fucking hash marks, boys. <laughs> Straight up fucking tendy rockets, huh, boys? <laughs> don't even know what tape to tape is. For oh, for those of you don't know what we're talking about, uh, hop on your Hulu account and watch the first six seasons, seven seasons of Letterkenny. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it won't take you too long. Each episode's only like twenty thirty minutes long. There's only like six or seven episodes per season, so you could you could probably burn through it in a, a Netflix marathon afternoon if you wanted to. But um, boy, it's it's a great show. It's really good, especially if you're a hockey fan. Absolutely great show. I mean, I pretty much. Come home from work late at night. You know I got shit hours right now. Yeah. And I watch my NHL highlights, and then I watch about an episode or two of Letterkenny, and holy dickens. Holy dickskins. <laughs> holy dickens. Dickens. Holy. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, I got another vote? Do no, I got another vote? Uh, <laughs> Looking at 100% <laughs> bullshit round here. The only, the only like... No spoilers, but the only group that I don't like, I don't really like the skids. I don't think, maybe I just don't that's know the, enough skids. That's the point of the show. They're, you're supposed to, and they, uh, not, again, no spoilers, but later on they, they kind of, right, the first two seasons they're like the, the, the main attack antagonists, like they're the bad guys kind of, whereas later on they just be kind of, they just kind of become more of a background thing. Yeah, but what's his name's got a tube of tennis balls. it's got one liter thermos hanging there one liter thermos oh shit letter kenny on tuesdays on hulu i have no no idea maybe prime time i don't know prime time hulu it's tuesday night prime time on hulu i hope so (laughs) i hope so i don't know what who i don't know what hulu prime time is but i'm sure it's there i'm sure it's Um, there kitty Okay, so uh, let's wrap up NHL Seattle news real quick. Okay. Uh, in addition, in addition to the announcements, uh, it sounds like we are starting to narrow in on the names of the, which is the biggest announcement, yeah. biggest announcement that they could do until the actual roster comes out. Um, but it looks like they're narrowing down the name of the team. And uh, um, Wellesie, what do you what do you think about those names? I'm glad they got rid of the Kraken. Although we were talking earlier, so, it'd be fun. It'd be fun for them to have that battle cry, and to definitely yep. have Pirates of the Caribbean on board. So, this uh, written by uh, Stan Temming with Yahoo Sports uh, talks about Gary Bettman's visit and uh, the fact that the sounds like the uh, team name is getting narrowed down. They're actually really taking an interest in that Seattle Times poll that we mentioned way back in one of our earlier episodes. Um, there was 146,000 votes in that poll. Uh, for those who don't remember, the the team named Sockeye won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like they're t- they were paying very close attention to that poll. So it sounds, according to this article, it sounds like the Sockeyes and the Steelheads are trending up, whereas the Metropolitans, the Totems, 
and the Kraken are trending down. Yeah, I think rightfully so. I, here's the thing with the Steelheads. Idaho has a Steelheads. Yep, Boise Steelheads. Yeah, so, I mean... It wouldn't be the first time that a, a minor league team has the same name as an NHL that's team. That's true. I mean, that's true, but let's you've be got a the, little you've got the You've got the baby penguins with the with the you know the ahl Wilkes-Berry. penguins the wilkesbury baby penguins yep yeah but i mean you know look at like toronto the marlies like yeah it's yeah it, i mean that's what you can do with that kind of stuff don't just straight up and i mean yes it's not like we're putting a team in fucking boise idaho with the same name you know but come on who would their side topic who would their ahl team be seattle's well, fuck. Would they I mean, cre- would they have to create one? Is there enough teams in the AHL right now, or would they or would they assume one? I don't know how that works. I think the AHL also has thirty two teams, so I'd be I, so then that so then they would just take one. That's my guess. Because um, I remember I remember our uh, our mutual friend getting all butthurt about how Vegas took St. Louis St. Louis's AHL team. Hmm. I'm gonna look it up right now. No way was that a save. Fucking Gibby. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I I actually don't know. Let's see. Yeah, it I looks don't know like how that they're works. one short actually too. So I'm I'm I don't know what they'll have to do. create. To create. They'd one. have to create one. Yeah. Where are we gonna put one? Kansas City. Ooh. Boy, we could go down the list. I mean, in theory, you would want it close to Seattle. So how would that – you think maybe like Portland or Spokane or, be you know, maybe even – yeah, Portland, Spokane, uh, Everett. You know, they, those all – those cities have WHL teams. Um, I think I, I mean, think if Portland – like if they knew that the NHL was at 32, there's no way in shit they're getting a hockey team for fucking ages. Why not? Think they could bump up Boise? They could. I think they could bump up Boise. That wouldn't be a bad idea. They get. They turn get some following a, down there. Turn into. I mean, yeah. The the Steelheads games are always well attended. Yeah, and I think. I think for me, the biggest thing is not as much with NHL, but definitely with those smaller leagues like ECHL, AHL, those kind of leagues. Yeah. You want like you want to see some youth growth already. Yeah. And I think we've seen that in Boise a little bit, so that's not a bad option. Um, I think that's just regional. Little, you could right. you could put it on the other side of the border. Like, what's a small city? That, I mean, obviously not Vancouver, but what would be like a small city on the Vancouver side or the Canadian well, side? On the Canadian side, they love juniors. So I don't mm. know how. Like, I don't think AHL does all that well because they're they're more into like where like the new kids that are coming up. They're going to be. I mean, right. obviously it's hockey, so it's still going to be right. successful. But right, yeah, I think if we could, uh, I'm all for growing the game down here too. So. You know, Canadians would be yeah. successful with it, but I mean, yeah, you could put one over the border. I think sure. a, I think a smart one would be Portland. Honestly, uh-huh. I think that would it would it would be a seamless transition. They've got the Rose Garden because they've they've been in talks for an NHL team for a while, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of out of the realm of possibility of just you know you put the AHL team there and then they could just yeah. drive up they could just drive up if they get called up you know oh. or fly fly from Portland wow, to, there's, there's to the, SeaTac. There's the train now. The high-speed yeah, train that, that crashed on, like, its first fucking trip or whatever. That's it's safe. Confidence. Yeah, confidence-inspiring yeah, right there. I'm going to take good. that train. Um, 
I just I worry that Portland would be able to consist of both a junior team and an AHL team. But you know, who knows? I mean, who knows? Portland could be fucking hockey crazy. Uh, and... I mean, Calgary balances the Flames and the Hitmen. That's a WHL team and an NHL team. Yeah, but that's Calgary. That's yeah, Calgary, Alberta. I mean, that's not Portland. We Portland, rarely Oregon. shave our armpits. <laughs> zone. <laughs> Poor, they'd be the Portland Birkenstocks. Oh, I'd watch. I, you know, I'd buy stock in that company. Yeah. Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks? <laughs> Every ticket you buy buys two tickets for a homeless child in Africa. And they're like, dude, literally cannot come to this game, but we have a ticket at least. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to go down a different route with that no. t- uh, referencing when one of our players got mugged by a homeless guy when we went down there for a hockey trip. Oh, well, they, they were <laughs> yeah, Do you not remember stupid. that? No, I just remember every time we went to Portland, we had like five dudes. We're like, hey, we're here to play. They're like, where's the other yeah. <laughs> three quarters of your team? Yep, <laughs> like, pretty much. Like, ah, we left them at the bar. We're good. It's good. It's good time. Um, okay, let's move on to let's move on to NHL stuff. Uh, Wellsy, you mentioned that we hadn't gone down the standings in a while, and uh, I think that that's a really good idea. So let's let's take a look at that and see how we're looking. We're we're a little past the halfway point, so it's kind of a good time to do that. While we're getting there, let's talk of a more somber, sad subject that's going on right now for mm. people. You know, mostly me. Right. Uh, Ducks are currently on a 10-game losing streak right now. Yep. Um, you know, there's amazingly st- what? Amazingly still in the playoff picture. <laughs> That's just the Pacific Not- for you. Right. Oh, the West is just a garbage heap at the it's moment. Straight freaking dumpster fire, boys. It's. It, we'll put it this way. Our, our mutual friend still has hope that the Blues are going to make the playoffs. They're pushing. Hey, they're six and four, dude. No, that's ten. That's solid. They got they got Bennington. He's playing well. Ugh. Shows how much of a shows how much of a joke I am that I've still got Jake Allen on my roster. Dude, I fucking told you that guy has been in a diaper since he was fucking sixteen. Bennington's got all over the ice. Let's let's be real here. Bennington's got three in a row. Is Jake? I mean, you got to believe that Jake Allen's called his mom already. Um. Yeah, he talks three FaceTimes her every night. But <laughs> it actually, ironically, FaceTimes her in the morning. Okay. Which is even worse, I think. I've never Probably. actually FaceTimed. But, um, yeah, the kid's fucking sick. Kid yep. is fucking sick. And he's got the team going, which is important. And I think I think that's what Jake Allen's kind of, had kind of lost with the team. Was the yep. team was like, I mean, is this really our goalie? Like... You know, and that's the thing is, like, sometimes, you know, sometimes you let in four goals and it was the team's fault, right? Deep the played team, like well, shit, uh, forwards played like shit. You let in four goals sometimes and guess what? You let in a fucking wrister from the hash, like, from the fucking red line. Yep. And your your whole team's like, dude, like, is this guy Right, like, there's, there's nothing that we could do. Like, in order for them to not score, we're going to have to literally stop them from shooting. Right. And... I I have that feeling that that's kind of where Jake Allen was in the eyes of the Blues, whether it's rightfully so or whether it's, you know, just the group that they have there in St. Louis that just... I honestly do think he's not getting much help, you know, it's not... I mean, 
Yeah, I don't he's not, think... There's not... That defensive core... I mean, Pretangelo needs to... He needs to hang him up. I don't think he needs to hang him up. Dude's like 28. Hang him. Dude, hang him up. Hang, hang him yeah, up, hero. hang him up. Uh, get a nice little coat hanger in your mud room and just put him away. No. I, okay, maybe not maybe not hang him up, but... I think he's fine. He just... Uh, he... I don't... I don't think he's <laughs> ever been that number one guy. I think he's a solid two-way no. D. Oh, Jesus. Um, he's a solid two-way D, and as soon as they got rid of Shattenkirk, it was just like he's he's not protected at all. Right. You know? And it's just... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you can blame it on... It, it's a team game, right? You can't right, just blame right, it right. on one player. It's a team game. Goalie is the easiest position for us to blame that kind of shit on. Um but I, well, so know, speaking of I don't know. Speaking of goalie and switching back to what you started with the first time. So, I mean, it's the exact opposite situation in Anaheim where it's I mean, it's Gibson versus the world. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> uh, he just I mean, goes out there and they're like, "All right, you need to take the face off and then <laughs> if he could, he would." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He tosses the blocker and and wins one back to the D. And that defense, like the defenseman, ends up being him. So he like wins it back. <laughs> he like wins it back, breaks it out, and then like for some reason the other team just all falls to the ice, and he skates up there, grabs the puck that he just broke out to himself, goes and buries one. Actually, no, the first time he misses it, right. their D picks it up in that zone, and he's got to skate all the way back, throw his blocker back on, and save a puck first. <laughs> They sit, they sit there and wait for him though. They're like, "All right, carry on." Carry on. The refs it's like just... the refs. They have like a half whistle. Like the half whistle yeah. means that like the other team needs to like go a little bit slower. Like, and they just kind of they kind of slowed it. Like no, it's like in that's like in a practice. They have to flip the they have to flip their sticks to just the butt end. <laughs> oh, pretty much what happened is everybody that plays the Ducks now actually, if they were a lefty, they're a righty now. Right, <laughs> right. And so, like the ducks are still losing. I, they've been doing this for you know three or four weeks now. You know, and they're still going to lose games. They're losing correctly though, because they're losing in overtime. And That's we're still in this stupid, worst, dude. We're stupid. We're still in this stupid format where if you lose in overtime, you're still a tech. You're still a winner in the eyes of the NHL, so you get a point. Yeah. I mean, as a Ducks yeah. fan, I love it. It's my favorite rule right. we have right now. <laughs> but uh, so you're saving. I was gonna say if you if you take if you take away those points, the Ducks would be nineteen and last probably. They'd be they'd be nineteen and twenty six. Well, you know. But because of that, they're nineteen, eighteen, and eight. Yeah, but if you took away Colorado's eight, if you took away fucking. Vancouver's five, you know. God, you talking know, you about it. Go down the list and do the same thing. So talking about a team also trending downward. Uh, the Avalanche are really not doing so well. Hot. I heard some. I don't know who. I don't know her name, so I can't give her any credit. But interview with McKinnon and some uh, lady the other day before a game or after a game, something like that. And she straight up was like, "Do you guys think you have the depth to go anywhere in the playoffs?" Like. Goo! She's asking the fucking real questions here. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. He's like, yeah, so, you know, uh, 
yeah, we got some guys putting up points, and I'm like, he doesn't even, he can't even, even name anybody like, else on his team. Even know, dude. And I was like, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> I was like, you, I thought the you know, it's like he's like Jesus. he's like Rantanen, Rantanen's playing well, and uh, and they're like, well, what about that second line? Do you think they can get it done? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Jerome Ginla down there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe Joe Sackick and Joe Sackick. I'm sorry. Did you say Joe? Really well. Did you say Joe Sackick? Yeah, uh, did, did, is he not playing for us? He just uh, he doesn't actually say a name. He just goes. Got about fifty points. I I think Rosva is playing really well. And oh oh and and Rosva he's killing it. Alexander Kerfoot. And then she's like, <laughs> "There you go, yeah." She's like, okay. <laughs> Tyson Berry's just in the background. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Pacific, uh, just the whole West is a little bit beat up, but um, I mean, it's you, Vancouver and Arizona are both only like two to two, two to three or four points out. Okay, so, so let's some things that we St. can Louis, dude, some I things that we you. can. Some things that we can take for granted here. Uh, Calgary, San Jose, and Vegas. They're going to run away with the, the three Pacific spots, yeah, right? I agree. I mean, is that a given? I think they're they're the most sound. They're, I mean, the, the closest team behind them from Pacific is yeah, Colorado's Pacific, right? No, Central. No, they're Central. Okay, so the closest is Anaheim with 46 points. If you so, hashtag fire Carlisle, <laughs> you never know, but that old fucking bag of bones is like dump and chase hockey dude like that's uh, vegas is the third seed in that in that division with 60 points the closest one behind them is anaheim with 46 that's nice. i mean they're both they're 10 point they're more plus 10 points out and they're sitting on a bubble spot like that's how bad that division is no it's a battle for well i'd have to look at the central but i think it's a battle for the wild cards right now uh, so well actually yeah, Central, well, I mean, Dal- that yeah, yeah, that third spot. I mean, Nashville. Nashville's not playing their best hockey at the moment, but they're still not. I mean, there's no way they're going to lose that second spot. I mean, it's it's Winnipeg and Nashville, and then that third spot. You know, if if Minnesota makes a run, they could do it. Colorado turns it back on. Right now, Dallas is playing okay, but God, they're. I don't, did you hear their what their general manager had to say after the last game Who? when they lost to the. Uh, Dallas's general manager. Oh no, we got more so, news from Dallas, dude. It it's they're the new Ottawa Senators. It seems like it's and and that's the weird thing is they're not playing terrible. It's just they're not. Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up while I'm. But I'll tell you the paraphrased version of it. Essentially, he gets on there after they lost to the Blues, and he's just like, "Yeah, I I really don't know. I really don't know what to do." To to get this team out of its tradition of mediocrity. I mean, haven't we said the exact same fucking thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, mean, I mean, they've been they mediocre been. for ever. Seems like a decade. Yeah. yeah, not since they won it with won the cup with Madonna. Maybe they need to bring Madonna back. Think so? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying in an upper management role. I'm saying strap some pads on the old bag and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> just bring mike madonna back i yeah he could play a couple more games let I him think. play in the all-star game we talked about it last week you get the old men out there 
Okay, here we go. Head coach Jim Montgomery perfectly summed up the Dallas Stars' 2018-2019 season so far in a single quote on Saturday night. Quote, Unfortunately, I'm very frustrated that I have not been able to gain consistency in our performance, and I have not been able to change the culture of mediocrity. Like, that's your head coach basically saying, like, yep, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm, I think it's, I think he's saying, well, the problem is a disconnect between coaches and GMs, because I think, I, does he have the team to overcome mediocrity right now? I don't, I don't think he does. And that's, that's the, but that's what they're getting at. Like, I think in the minds of management, and even the coaching staff probably, in their minds, they don't see what the rest of the world sees. The rest of the world looks at the Dallas Stars and sees sees an average team. You know, they could make the playoffs, maybe even get past a first round depending on the matchup. But they're not they're not competitors. That you know they're they're a they're a first or second playoff round exit team. Yeah, that's what that's what the rest of the world sees. Management though sees them as a cup contender. Yeah, and when you set when you set the high bar no they're not performing at that level and you're gonna put a team in houston clearly yeah. texans don't know what's going on they got their big old uh. belt buckles and tiny little fucking <laughs> shafts down there and they can't figure it the fuck out themselves uh, i don't <laughs> it's just <laughs> go, apologies go. to any of our texas viewers out there we don't have any we don't have any texas viewers uh, what do they call? Not it? anymore, anyway. What do they call it in Letterkenny? Call it a fucking uh, fucking Dickens, fucking Dickskin, D- Dickskin, damn it, Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, they they anyway. they got a they got a problem down there, and they're, see, and that's ugh. that's what blows me away though. Like they're taking heat, like they're the Kings or the Hawks or the Blues. Like if if the if the man if the general managers of those three teams or the coaches of those three teams were coming out and giving their team shit like this, be like, all right, that's still harsh, but it's understandable. Whereas Dallas, I, they're not bad. Like they're no, they're not. They're, they're not Nashville. Spot. Yeah, they're not Nashville. They're not Winnipeg. They're not even Calgary. But they're not bad. Yeah. Like they're not. I mean, they've got the third spot of the Central with with how bad the conference is. They're, I'd, I'd write them in as a playoff team. You know what that tells me? No what? patience. So, I mean, you can, you can have this yeah. team and they, you, you know, management thinks that they need to go to the cup finals this year. Well, yep. they're not willing to fix it for the future because, I mean, you, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back and go, this team right here isn't actually going to win the cup this year. No fucking way. No. You no. know, even Calgary looks a million times better than me right now. Right, but yeah. at the same time, it's like they've given up on the team to where they're not even going to make any moves. They're not going to try to push in the next two, three years, and when they nope. should. Nope. Yeah. So I mean, it's just for me, it's just all about patience, and I don't think their management has that patience. And they drafted well. Heiskanen is, I mean, you know, Klingberg went out and he stepped right in as a as a top. Dude, as a rookie, right? Top fucking yep. D man as a rookie, he stepped right in. They got they got a good future there on the back end, but man, yep. you know, it just seems like management is like, we need to win right now. Jets Jets aren't scary. Nashville's not scary. San Jose, right? Pussies, you know right. what I mean? They put like, they put themselves about. 
yeah, they put themselves on a level with those teams, and it's just right. like you're not, you know, like you're they're just not. They're yeah. not as good as Nashville. They're not as good as Winnipeg. If you have Jason Spezza as your second line center, I'm sorry, but you're old. Like you need to inject yeah. some youth into that lineup and and go for it in you know two three years. Spezza's and, a third line center and a power play specialist. Exactly, exactly. And I think, and it, you know what? I think that's the same thing. And I love my Ducks, but I think that's what they're running into in Anaheim. Also, yeah, is they want Kessler to be that second line dude. He's always been forever he's, because he's, he's you know not. he's gritty and he plays against the top line and shit like that. But he's old, he's man. He's slow. Yeah. Um, you know they've kind of moved Henrique into that second line role, and I mean he's okay. He's not great, um, but it's that same thing there in Dallas. Is they're just they're kind of pushing it and putting this huge amount of pressure on these dudes and it's just like and don't get me wrong ben's not playing where ben needs to play right ben needs to be putting up the numbers of johnny goudreau he needs to be putting up the money no the numbers of those kind of guys where you know that make your money dude but right still when that gm when that gm said all that shit it was like okay you're not you're not wrong it's just like if you honestly think that's the only problem with this team right. that your stars aren't playing up to their level, like you've got you're a little out of touch. Yeah. Well, it's like you need delusional, dude. They, yeah, they need to like no, he's not wrong. Like they're not playing like they're playing, you know, they they they're playing like good players. They're not playing like stars. Yeah, I and mean, Jamie Ben's playing like a second line left winger. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's unacceptable yeah, for I'd how say. much you're paying that guy. But at the same time, no. that dude thinks that Radulov and Spezza should be putting up fucking 90 points a year. It's just, get yeah, out of here. Wrong. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's like, um, yeah, they got work. Okay, quick, one more Western team, then we'll shift to the East real quick. Uh, uh, they're the, they've been the butt end of jokes for a while, but Edmonton is just, they're really struggling right now. Um, Three and McDavid. Seven. What's that? Three and seven in What's the that? last ten. Three and seven in the last ten. Yep. Uh, it's 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 not getting any better. Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, uh, that tr- that last trade hasn't done anything. So, fuck, um, fucking Jets just scored. Ooh. Shitheads. Yeah, should look. Of course, their last trade didn't fucking work. Shirelli <laughs> <laughs> just stupid. <laughs> I don't understand what Shirelli does anymore. I got a call from Shirelli. He was like, dude, we're going to trade you (laughs) for a fucking box of Powerade. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, you're going to put me on the point with McDavid on the power play? He's like, yeah, that's exactly what we're thinking. Literally, uh, fuck, you could stick any one of us next to McDavid, and you and I would at least find a way to, like, like, stand next to the goal so you could bounce pucks off of us or something. Like... You know, I, I just feel like he's. I feel like all he needs to do is put somebody on that. Like all you need to do is build three bottom lines. So second, third, and fourth lines just need to be uh, no non-effect lines. Like don't get scored on. That's basically all he needs to build is those lines. And then the the first line, all you need to do is put somebody who can pass the puck to McDavid or take a pass from McDavid, and you could. You could, in, especially in the Western Conference, that will get you into the playoffs. So here's what here's what I would do if I was Shirelli. I, 
I, I don't think he's dipping into his pool of young players enough. I'm not saying that I'm an expert on who the Oilers have in their system, but mm-hmm. let's be completely real here. You could mm-hmm. have four or five like good first round talent, you know, first second round talent players sitting down on your AHL team that you're like, oh, you know, these guys could really come up and, and make a difference someday. Right. If I have to get rid of two of those guys for a difference maker defenseman on that team, I'm I'm doing it in a fucking heartbeat. Right? Yep. Because Connor McDavid can make up for four or five of these guys you think you have coming up into the league. Amazing. I mean, and just fucking, like, it doesn't matter. He's so young. He's so good. And, he, and at this point, get it. why not? Yeah. Why like, not? stick yeah. Yamamoto next to him. Like, he can't do any worse. Well, but for me, it's not even that. I, I would even be looking at a guy like Yamamoto, and I would say, what? Like, okay, uh, Petrangelo. Okay, um, you know, some of these other big-name defensemen. Mm. What? You know, Yamamoto and what do you want? Right? Yeah. You have to get some back end support for that team and he's not have willing to. he's not willing to give up prospects or, or or draft picks for it. And I get that because they're still not making the playoffs, but Well, he's gotta he's gotta save up those first round draft picks so he can trade them away for Adam Larson. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> God, he's, so it, fucking, he's so stupid. Ugh. They just they it's need to get so rid of him. bad. That's I mean that, it's I'm selling long story short, T D L R or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Whatever the fuck I don't remember what it is. Reddit. I don't know. Okay, let's let's shift over to the east. I, I think we've we've talked about them enough. Fuck um, the West. Biggest Biggest trender well, I I would put money on the fact I would put money on the Stanley Cup winner this year coming from the East. Um, obviously, Tampa is you know the top. We're talking about trending down at the moment. Um, biggest biggest team trending down at the moment: Buffalo Sabers. Yep. Uh, they had that ten game win streak. Everybody was like, "Oh, Sabers are for real! It's finally happening!" And then uh, everybody, I think the Sabers remembered that they were the Sabers, and. Uh, they are now they are now on the outside looking in. Yeah, they for development reasons they need to go at least five hundred the rest of the way though. They can't do I think, this three agreed. six and one because they agreed. do have that team. I think a couple extra pieces and and you know they're looking at our Dallas window two to three years. They really could make a good push for the cup, right? Yep. But yep. Yeah, they 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 got to have these young guys get some good experience playing good hockey and like well push for a wild card this year and then next year and the year after they're they're, fuck, they're man, set if, right if i'm buffalo i'm sweating carolina right now carolina's seven and three they're on my doorstep I, i'm sitting here i'm buffalo with 52 points at the 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 three spot outside of the wild card carolina's right behind me with 49 and they're seven and three right now yeah like that's, I mean, I'm not saying that you know it, neither one of these. T- I mean, we'll clarify that real quick. Either one of these teams that make the playoffs, you think they're going to get past the first round? Buffalo or Carolina? Either one? No. No, there's no way. They're, no. They'll they'll secure a a wild card spot and they'll have the honor of losing to Tampa Bay or Washington. But do I also think that Montreal or the Islanders can push past the first round? No. So I mean. You know, I think wild card wise, yeah, 
East East is going to come down to I don't think the Wild unless someone gets hot. Obviously, Kings a la a couple years ago, but yeah, I, I mean the East, the four that I really think are are legit going to make a push for those two wild card mm-hmm. spots: Montreal Islanders, Buffalo, Carolina. Yeah, I don't. Th- mm-hmm. I, they're not going to get past the top six. No fucking way. Mm-mm. No it's, fucking. It's hard to Columbus, do trending maybe, down. If they can play. If someone can. It's play hard Columbus, to do trend. But... Well, and Columbus is going to be a, a wild card considering what they're going to do with their players. It's it's looking more and more like it's the opposite of what we kind of talked about. It sounds like maybe Bobrovsky might be the one on his way out and Panarin sticking around. Who did Bobrovsky piss off? Well, you know what? Bobrovsky didn't get a fucking billboard that says, if you'll stay, we'll give you some vodka. And I think he was pissed Vodka about for it. life. For, he loves his fucking vodka. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a little racist right there if you think about it. I mean, it's like, oh, he's he's Russian. Let's give him some vodka for life. He'll stay around. I mean, I would I would turn the other cheek on racism if I was Panarin because free life, you know, free vodka for life. That's a fucking steal. Whether I'm Russian or whether I'm whatever I am, he's like this very racist, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> but uh, do love vodka. I do that love. Is good. Right, right. They're not wrong. They're not I, I do wrong. love vodka. That, so. uh, that, okay, let me talk to my agent now. That's holy shit. That's what. It is. So everybody's everybody's thinking that Bobrovsky got pissed off at Torts because he pulled him in that game against uh, who the fuck they play. Can't remember, but that, he thinks it's that. It's not. It's that Bobrovsky <laughs> went up to Panarin and said, "Will you share vodka with me if you resign?" And Panarin said, "No, no. This this is my this vodka." My vodka. It's my vodka. You know, I, take, I will drink you, it. You did not take selfie with me in front of you, the billboards. You, you know, you, you sign. Don't get you, you sign. You sign own deal you, with vodka company. Lesser vodka. <laughs> and he you just know, cussed out. <laughs> just cussed out Panarin in Russian, and then Torts came in. He's like, "Dude, that's not cool. You got to sit a game." <laughs> Tort, well, but that's what happened. We're trying to. Torts came in. We're and trying to keep yelling at Panarin too, and then you know they couldn't. <laughs> They couldn't just bench the game or the coach right. for a game. They're right. like, Torts, come on, bro. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll sit Bobrovsky for a game. You fucking dicks. Quit yelling at Panarin for vodka. <laughs> All right, glad we solved that fucking mystery. Well, that's what Bobrovsky okay, told yeah. me, at least. Right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, but other than it's hard to do a trending down for the East because there are so many... It, there's just a unlike the West where everybody's kind of mirrored in mediocrity, the East there's a very clear line between the teams that are making it and the teams that aren't. I mean, uh, there, there are no like yeah you could say that the the Flyers are trending down, but that's nothing new. You know, Ottawa's trending down. That's nothing new. My poor Red Wings, they're they're trending down. That's nothing new. All right, uh, well let's let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. Wild card and down, and you tell me Kay. if they're making the playoffs or not. Okay. And where they're where they're gonna pick next year in the draft. How's that sound? Ooh. Okay. That's a little bit tricky, but let's see. We're gonna have one, two, four, six, eight, ten teams. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Let's do it. We'll go we'll go from the bottom. Okay. Okay. So right now, Philly, thirty eight points. 
Are they making the playoffs? <laughs> the Philly is That's not making one. the playoffs. They are in full rebuild mode. Uh, I, I mean, everything. I'm I'm hitting. I'm not hitting the panic button because I don't think in the NHL you can hit a panic button per se. And it's it's not like they had high ex. I think I think management like ownership thought of them as a playoff team this year, but I don't think they had any delusions of grandeur thinking they were going to make a cup run uh but i don't think they ever i don't think they saw them in last place in the conference uh philly is philly's not i I don't see them i don't i see them moving up slightly a little bit maybe but i mean if if their goalie issues continue yeah i i mean they could be last and pick up i mean because if you look at the last place teams in the west like la's not playing terrible right now chicago's not playing terrible st louis isn't playing terrible like they're those teams are all slightly trending upward whereas philly is i mean they've got they have very good odds of getting the first round draft pick because there's there are so many things on that team that just scream I, I think they're going to be sellers at the deadline, and I think they're going to be uh, – we talked about it before. You know, you think – you, you might have mentioned earlier that this new management might come in and try to shape this team the way it is, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to hit the trade deadline. They're going to see themselves in last place. New management's going to want to put their own spin on everything, and I, I think they're going to be sellers at the deadline, and it's very possible that they're going to get the first-round draft pick. Agreed. Okay, um, Ottawa. Go ahead. How are we feeling about Ottawa? Uh, I think it all depends on whether Deshane and Stone stay at the deadline. If they st- if they stick around for this team, then uh, they're not getting the first-round draft pick because those two guys have enough skill to keep them out of the last-place spot. Do you we, know, like, like if, do if, Ottawa's playing, if Ottawa's playing Philly, I'm picking Ottawa to win. Yeah, do we know if you know, Ottawa? More... Like, do we know if Duchesne and Stone have that power though? Like, can the GM just be like, "Yeah, you're gone"? Do they have uh, any kind of no movement? No, I don't think so. Uh, well, Stone, yes, I don't think Duchesne does. Um, obviously, it's a decision that they'll. I mean, they're their two star players. They'll obviously talk to them about it, include them on the conversation. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if if you go off of Duchesne's history. You know, he wanted it out of Colorado because he wanted to be on a contender. And, yeah, is he the spotlight in Ottawa? Is he the man in Ottawa? Yeah, yeah. but you're you're the man of a garbage heap. And I don't – if if what so his life is is any – Right. <laughs> He's, he is the garbage He's man. He's the so, garbage man. If I'm Deshane and I'm still going off of that, I'm looking for a way out. And, I mean, so – Yes, if Deshane is traded or Stone is traded or both of them are traded at the deadline, then yeah, they could they could try to usurp Philadelphia as the worst team in the conference and maybe go for that first round pick. Uh, but no, oh, and they're definitely not making the playoffs. Oh come on, dude! No. <laughs> okay. No. Detroit, your beloved, uh, your beloved <laughs> wheels. My beloved Red Wings. Uh, no, they're not making the playoffs. Uh, I think they will play better now that, because they have their number one defenseman back, Mike Green, but he does get injured a lot. Um, Ish. Uh, right, and it's probably not a good thing. Um, Green is back now. 
there 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 is there are there's hopes of there there is hope in Detroit. It's not this year, might not even be next year, but there is there is starting to build a core of players. You know, Anthony Sinu is coming into his own. Larkin is definitely the leader and the future of that team. Uh Nyquist is playing okay even though he might get traded. Uh I think the only question mark in Detroit is goaltending. Uh, Jimmy Howard is getting not getting any younger. Yep. Uh, he's been on the trade block for a little while. Uh, it's very possible. If Mike Green goes down with an injury or they end up unloading Jimmy Howard on a, a, a playoff hopeful team at the trade deadline, uh, yeah, Detroit could sink to the bottom and maybe make a play for that first-round pick. Uh, they're definitely going to be within, like, the top, I would say, top five. Yeah. I think um, if I think if Blashill keeps playing double A thirteen minutes a night, they're gonna be I don't know why they don't they're gonna be down at the bottom real fucking fast. I don't it's that's Stupid. one of that's the issues. That's fucking dumb. No. It, it's I don't know. It he, that's one of the issues. It's not the issue. The issue is defense. They've they've yeah. got Chalowski, they've got no bro. Chalowski's coming into it, like I said, there's hope there is for hope. the Red Wings. There's but, but it's it's back to the Dallas thing. No 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 patience. Whereas right. the as the Detroit Red Wings have patience, right? They're right, like, right. we have some guys coming up. We're going to be fine. Like, quit right. fucking freaking out. Basically. Um, All right, next up. New Jersey. Oh, no. They're, no. No, they're, 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 they're not a front-to-back bad team. Like, they've got a solid front. They've got a solid decor. It's not going to get the – it's not going to get you into the playoffs. No. But – it's enough to play game to game, play five hundred hockey. In fact, they are five and five in their last ten. They're gonna drop. Um, they're gonna they're gonna draft top ten again. But yeah, they're gonna draft top t- uh, top ten again because they have no goaltending. Yeah. Um, Corey Schneider Blackwood, was a huge bust though, for them. The Blackwood is a fucking stud, man. Yeah. I, I, well, he'll come into his own, but he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna backstop them to a playoff spot this no, year. Not this year, but I think I think they have something to build around. Uh, I hope so. It's not. It's not Corey Schneider. I mean, yeah, that redheaded fuck. Anyway, <laughs> screwed you hard. Well, Radix Bonk still decided to beat a bunch of fucking noobs this last two weeks, so I'm okay with it. We'll get we'll get the fantasy here in just a yeah. sec. Um, All right, Florida. What do we think about Florida? Um, God, they're just that. They're I, mediocre. I put, That's Dallas I put, of the East for me. I put Florida on the same level as Carolina mm. where they're always that, you know, will they, will they, won't they make it kind of thing right now. They're on the won't they side of things. Yeah. Um, it's, they've got talent. They've got talent I think it's just, there's, there's not enough. There's not enough grouping of talent. It's like, you've got one and a half to two lines of really solid players and then nothing. Yeah, they're All like right. for me. They're like Carolina. They have no goalie that they can really turn to. I don't think. I mean, Luongo's good, right? But he's over the hill. He's over the I rainbow. Mean, Barkov is uh, you're right, and I think that's their biggest question mark because they do have decent defense. And on, on paper, on paper, the Panthers are a decent team. Yeah, and I would I would put them into a playoff spot, but because of goaltending, Luongo's just. I mean, it's just. His year, his best years are behind him. Yeah. He's not going to backstop a cup contending team. They're ten uh, out right now. Yeah, it's not. No, it's and not I, happening. I think at, they'll draft at this in the point. Of the pack too. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, next up, Rangers. Middle of the pack. Um, 
they're not making the playoffs. Nah. Uh, Lundqvist, I, boy, I mean, they, they're going to have to rip that Band-Aid off sooner or later. Well, I'm not, this th- kid they got, that's, Gorg- Gorgiev or whatever, yep. however the hell you say I'm it. not saying, okay. that's not me saying that Lundqvist is terrible. He's a fantastic goaltender, and unfortunately, he will probably end his NHL career without winning a Stanley Cup. It happens but to a it, lot of people. It happens to a lot of them. There's lots of great players that haven't done it, and unless he gets traded to a, like a team that's trying to make a run, it's just not going to happen. Um, and with who Lundqvist is, I don't think that's going to happen. He had every opportunity in this last offseason to get traded, and he said he wanted to stay. So, uh, I mean, I, that's admirable. It just, you know, you hate you hate to see a good hockey player and a good guy like Lundqvist not get his, his get, get a fair shake. Right. So, um, but that being said, you've got a, uh, it's a development team. You've got guy they're, they're in a rebuild and they've even, that's the best way to handle a rebuild is how the Rangers did it. They sent out like a letter last year to their season ticket holders <laughs> and they're like, they're like, bear with us. We're going through rebuild. We appreciate your support. Like, just don't. And, but you know what? It's good to be open. Like, yeah, it sucks to like be openly admitting that you're not, that you don't have high hopes for your team next year, but you know, it's, it's better than, <laughs> it's better than Dallas management, like lying to their season ticket holders. Like it's cover bust this cup. year. We're getting the cup with Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and Jason Spezza. Spezza is going to fucking Spezza to Radulov for the cup win this year. Fuck. Fucking cunt. Ducks lost, All right. Ducks lost 11 in a row. Ugh. Okay, moving up. Uh, Yeah, Carolina. God, okay, so I they're sneaky. Um, I think they sneak in. I think I think Svech, they figure out how to use Svechnikov, and they ha- they figure out some <sighs> goaltending, and I think they sneak in. I think they do it too. I you know what? I'd be willing to say that they they will take the spot. They'll take one of the wild card spots. I don't know if it's Montreal or Islanders that drop out, but it's it's gonna be one of those. Yep. It kind of sucks that we're here at the halfway point. And we basically already know who's gonna take the divisional spots, like Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus. They're taking the top three metropolitan spots. Yeah. Yeah, the Atlantic is ta- the Atlantic is Tampa, Toronto, and Boston. Like it, it, it is. It's them. I mean, it kind of, yeah, it sucks to look at the the last two spots and just go from there, but yeah, it's kind of fun at the same time. I mean, it it yeah. sucks that we're already losing guys like the Rangers and Florida and that kind of shit dropping off. But yeah, they're, they're just still too far four, back. They're still four battling for that wild card. So no, uh, I I think Carolina will make a push and. Uh, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say Montreal is the one that falls out. I agree, and and Carolina takes that spot. I think so. Uh, well, Carolina's got I, I, they've got a good squad. I'm their goaltending is a question mark. As a as a Detroit Red Wings fan, Peter Mrazek is just he's not a starting goaltender. They need to fi- if they really want to make some efforts in the playoffs, they need to get rid of him or at least find somebody that he can be a backup behind because he's just. He's just not a starting goaltender. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. I think that they're solid enough. They've got enough guys up front and depth wise to get it done. And they and for the first time in a while, they've got good defense. Yeah. They've got guys on that blue line that can actually keep the puck out of the zone and help set up a power play. So, uh, I I'm hopeful for Carolina. They're not. I mean, they're going to get a very quick first round exit, but they'll 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 get far 
they'll get to the playoffs. And I think, and the future is bright in Carolina. We'll put it that way. I agree. Uh, let's yep. rifle off the next three. So Buffalo, yep. Islanders, Montreal. All right, Buffalo's not making the playoffs. I, I'm saying it right here. I know, I know everybody. I know Buffalo was like the darling of the NHL while they're during their ten game winning streak. I get it. You know they've been wanting this for a while, but there. You look at that roster, and I, I feel like a lot of guys have been overhyped. I feel like those guys have been a lot overhyped, and there's just no way that they're going to be able to limp into the play. Not limp in, but th- those guys are just uh, so many people were saying that. Oh yeah, we can't. Middlestad, he's just gonna. Middlestad's playing like dick. Okay, he's not playing well. He he's holding. I think he's holding like a second line center position. I'll have to look that up on Daily Faceoff while I talk about it. But he he's holding like a second line center position, and he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. Uh, you've got Olmark, who's in the back. Uh, Hutton, I think Hutton was way overplaying his skill level. Um, you know, he was a backup. He was a backup in St. Louis, and now he is the starting goaltender. Yeah, he started playing great, but it's not like he's some spring chicken out of the AHL people expected to not or to to do great like this guy's been in in the the league for a while and he's never really had any uh, he's never really had any way you know thing that would make him out as an all-star or lead a team so you know you've got hutton allmark i don't think that goalie combo is going to be able to put you in uh you've got guys that are overhyped uh it's I, I don't know. They're, I just don't see them getting in. They're, now, is the future bright in Buffalo? Absolutely. Oh, you've got yeah. you've you've got guys that are building up. You've got there, there's a lot of hope there, but I just don't. Th- there's a lot of there's a couple guys there that they were just hoping that are so young that we're going to be able to pick it up right away. And um, I don't know. Skinner Skinner's a great you know surprise, but fuck, do you think Skinner stays next year? Yeah. Think so? Yeah, I think uh, I think you know, it's not like Carolina where he basically left that situation because he had been the guy that they were like, "Fuck, dude, you need to put up two hundred points a year for us to even do anything." And right, and he's skating on the side of Jack Eichel, which is exactly. not bad. And I mean, he's basically, he's looking at that like, dude. I I mean, I don't need to be the guy, but guess what? I'm still good. I'm not playing with Jordan yep. Stahl, and they're like. Oh, you know, you, you why aren't you putting up 200 points a fucking season? No. Okay, Jordan Stahl yep. is a second-line center at best, and that's yep. what he left there in, in Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I think he stays. I think, it, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a player and you don't want to play with a guy like Eichel, then yeah, do you deserve to be in the NHL? No. You know what I mean? So, um, yep. yeah, I think Skinner stays. Um, the last, so, Yeah. I mean, it's it's last, tricky. Yeah, last touch. Last touch on that. I, I mean, I don't want to say. I, I think Montreal drop out just because of the schedule that they've got and the team that they have. It's not deep enough to sustain this. They're playing really well. Weber's back. You know, Carey Price is obviously going to make any team substantially better. Uh, but Price has got injury issues. And he just he's been mediocre most of the season. Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll put up a shutout here and there, and then it's like. Oh well, tonight I boozed too hard yesterday, so I'm gonna give up fucking six. Yeah, Ka- Montreal. Montreal will drop out. The Islanders. I think it's the Islanders and Carolina. They'll take those wild card spots. I 
hate to agree with you, but I agree with you. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'd like some others. I would purpose, I personally, I would like Florida to make that push, but it's not going to happen. Yep, me too. Uh, Islanders still have two of their best players that they took in their draft this year that haven't, I mean, they're playing juniors in college right now. I mean, this, this team could be fucking scary. And yep. I mean, even as as early as next year, like, yeah. Uh, well, shit. they could make they could make some moves. And with Barry Trotz, ho- fuck yeah. Oh. If there's some hot, if there are hockey gods, please make it so that the Islanders play the Leafs in the playoffs <laughs> and fucking it, <laughs> sweep them. Oh my god. Well, okay. <laughs> that might be a little. That might be asking a little too much. Well, but but... got it. Like even even if that was a close series, like can you just imagine like Tavares having to go to the island for at least <laughs> at least two games in the playoffs like you know assuming that in the worst case scenario for the islanders it'd be a sweep for uh for them you know he's got, he's still got to go to the island twice and like play in front of that cr- a playoff crowd Ugh. and just oh I, I can't i mean if only it I, was he, if only if it was the what is it the coliseum is that what it is there? Yeah, Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, God, I. You know what? If those two meet in the playoffs, I hope they just brush the dust off the fucking Coliseum, and that's where they make Johnny T play some fucking playoff hockey against the Islanders. Oh, that would be. I that mean, would, that would be a great storyline. It's not going to happen the first round because the Islanders are. Yeah. Prob- the Islanders are probably not going to get. Well, let's see here. Columbus is what. 55 points islanders are 52 okay it's not it's It's not not unreasonable it's not unreasonable but i don't think but that's the thing is i don't want it to happen this year because the islanders aren't as good as they're going to be even next year right they would probably lose in that i mean so for for the islanders to meet toronto in the playoffs they'd probably have to play in the second round and i just don't i don't know if that honestly that that could happen for neither like the islanders if they get you know if they I mean, let's look at it. If they get the bottom wild card, they're playing Tampa. If they get the top wild card, they're playing Washington. If they move up, if they move up into the third spot, they're playing Pittsburgh or Columbus. They're not, you know, they're yeah. fucked. And then on, and then on the other side of that, Toronto is basically all but a lock to play Boston again. I love that. And oh, I love that's that. That's going to be a great. Dude. That's going to be a great series. But Toronto has not had a lot of luck slaying that beast. Like, Boston's kicked them out of the playoffs the last, what, two years in a row? Yeah. Could be more, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's their, their track record. Yeah, I mean, I understand the logic of, like, well, you know, maybe this is finally it. You know, it's been so long, they finally get one. I get that, but... This is the team to do it. Yeah, this is the team to do it, but Boston also has a decent squad. I mean, it's... True. And if there's if there's a team that could bring out toronto's weaknesses it's boston boston could definitely show that gap on the blue line that toronto has yeah um that so maybe we need to maybe we need to start doing this but that's the game i've had circled on my calendar for a while and i fucking watched it yesterday because i happened to have the fucking work day at home and let me tell you that was a fucking that was the game that i needed to have circled because that game was good was it? Oh, first period was just back and forth. It was playoff hockey. Oh, fucking gorgeous. That's hockey, dude. I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, let's let's flop over. Let's flip over to fantasy. 
Because okay. we got we got some fantasy news to talk about, and we're still running way Are over we time. Are going to so. go into bold predictions, mid-season awards? What are we thinking? Because we can only do one of those. We're yeah. Time. Let's do bold prediction. Let's do bold predictions real quick. Okay. Um, we'll just kind of skim through them. We won't do every team. Great article. Uh, though. Who wrote this? Yes. Thing? Uh, fantasy hockey staff. Oh, so Jesus. it was a collaborative effort. I hate that. I don't know. Yeah, so the NHL, for those who don't know, the NHL released their uh, bold fantasy predictions for each team the second half of the season. Um, a lot of these are pretty good. I mean, a lot of them are kind of stretches, but we'll uh, for, yeah, let's so see. So for those who don't read it, what is this? This is the NHL fantasy staff getting on there and seeing, making pretty wild predictions about something on each team in the nhl uh so for example columbus blue jackets forward nick felino will be one of five players in the nhl to finish with at least 25 goals and 150 hits that's a bold prediction that's so bold that's that's a really bold prediction okay well i mean he's done it before but I mean, with this current season that he's having, he's going to have to have a hell of a second part. Yeah. Um, can we... Let's... Can I make a yeah. suggestion? Go for let's it. Let's go from bottom up. Okay. Let's go... So we're starting with what? Vegas? K. Yep. Let's see here. Ah, Washington Capitals. Yes. Um, all right. So Capitals, right-wing Tom Wilson will be one of four Capital forwards to score a point per game or better in at least 60 games played. I... I don't think that's very bold, actually. I think Tom Wilson skating on the top two lines in Washington is. He's, I mean, well, he's, he's definitely playing with Kuzi and Ovechkin right now. Yeah, there's he's there's. I don't think that's very bold. I I, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty fair prediction. They said twenty two. Um, okay, well, in parentheses they said twenty two points through twenty four games. Thanks, thanks for getting bold, guys. Jeez. Well, yeah, he's already almost on he's, a point per game he's basis. All he needs a point per game player right now. Exactly. So that's yeah, it's not. Um, let's see here. Winnipeg Jets defenseman John Morrissey will finish ahead of Dustin Bufflin to lead the Jets defenseman in points with at least fifty. Well, again, Bufflin's hurt, so I mean I wouldn't put that past him. I mean with Bufflin I, hurt, even Jacob Truba is deciding that he wants to play some hockey, so exactly. Josh Morrissey um, is actually playing good. Easily yeah. could do that. Now, Okay, here's a bold one. Vegas Golden Knights. Despite missing 13 games, left wing Max Pacioretty will lead the Golden Knights in goals with at least 30. Ooh. That's bold. Okay, so I don't know. the reason it's bold is because it's at least 30. Yeah. Because the way that Carlson and Marcheseau are playing right now, he could lead the team easily. I mean, Carlson Reeves. and Marcheseau are playing like absolute dog shit. I don't Trash. understand why Carlson's... I, I mean, Marchi is has spurts of energy, and his shot totals. I mean, he's trying at least. It's just he's mirrored in a slump. Whereas if you look at Carlson, like he I, looks fat, I mean, dude. I could drop him in our league, and I doubt anybody would pick him off of waivers. I would. Wait, is he just a center? Yeah, he's just yeah, a center. I wouldn't pick him up then. He's not. No, uh, he looks fat. I mean, okay. So I watched. Let me look at who did I? I watched Vegas play. Uh, okay. Carlson has not gotten a point in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. He scored a goal eight games ago. And in his last, so let's see here. So that's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. In his last 15 games, 
He has four goals and two assists. So let me ask you this, though. And that's your first line center. So let me ask you this. Was this, could we consider this Wild Bill's rookie season last year and his sophomore slump this year? Yeah, I mean... Because he, he, he technically didn't wasn't... get any kind of... Even, even like, even... He didn't get a look in Columbus. He didn't get a look in Columbus. He barely got a look in Anaheim. Yeah. I mean, you know, could we consider this his sophomore slump? I would say so. I think... Well, I mean, granted, the entire Vegas Golden Knights are having a sophomore slump. Because it is their second year. And they're not... Obviously, they're not... They're doing well. They're, especially for the division they're, they're, they're in, they're still doing great. Make playoffs for sure, and they'll be a competitive. Like I, with with how weak with how weak the West is, I could see them making the conference final easily. Yeah, I agree. and and they've got a they've got a decent shot at another cup final, re, uh, you know, appearance. I don't uh, again. I don't think they're I, deep I meant, enough. I uh, like to see them getting goals from the third and fourth line, but it, in, the playoffs I, is a whole other. We could East. see we could see another Vegas versus either Winnipeg or Nashville situation, and it could happen like last year where Winnipeg and Nashville just battered the hell out of each other, and Vegas took advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's now. Do I think they'll win the cup? No, I already mentioned at the earlier part of this podcast that I think it's going to come from the East. I, I think it's going to that whoever wins in the East is going to win the cup. Yep. Whoever wins in the yeah, whoever wins it in the East is going to win the cup. Um, but. You know how the playoffs shake out. It's entirely possible. Vegas, Vegas is in that. You know, if they play, if they end up having to play Calgary or San Jose. Like they've got decent odds against those teams. San Jose's been hot though. They yeah, they've been hot. But I mean, that would be a good rematch. Like they showed last year that it would be even. They just played in a game where it was a really close game that San Jose took. Um, Ugh, and not to mention, I'm already ready. And, I'm ready for playoff hockey already. Let's go. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, we got to decide the wild cards, but it kind of sucks at this point where I I just don't see any upsets from any of those. Like every every team that's leading, except for Calgary, except for Calgary, every team that's leading their division currently is a strong team and almost for certain going to get out of the first round. Yeah. Okay, we have 16 minutes. Yeah. Okay, we got to Vancouver we gotta, Canucks. Gotta, let's do it. Uh. What, what Sven left wing Sven Bart Barchi Barechi is that how you say his name? So close. Oh, fuck man, I don't know. <laughs> Just... We'll finish second on the Canucks in points points per game behind rookie Elias Pettersson. Um, I'm familiar with this guy. It's not. No, I don't know. That's bold. No, Brock I don't. Besser. If you got Pettersson and Besser playing together, that's bold because. Right. There's no way Berchi's going to keep up with Besser. No way. No. Not, it's, no uh, it's the only way that Patterson. No way. The only way that works, the only way that works out is if he he could leads move up the team in line. points. He could yeah, he could move up to that line or he leads the team in points because Peter Pedersen gets hurt and doesn't play any like he's already hurt now. So he's I had read a couple injuries. Though, it's not that he's getting hurt off of just being like it's not that he's prone to being hurt. Both of mm-hmm. them have been pretty freak accidents, and I agree with that. Well, the first one was a shitty first one power was drive. Matheson like Being attempting Matheson, yeah. to fucking hurt him. I get that, right? But no, the, watching, the second one was a f- well. Wa- yeah. Watching the replay on the second one, who who was mm-hmm. it? I don't remember who it was, but that's that, he knew what he was doing. 
Okay, he mm-hmm. knew that it was Pedersen, and Pedersen gave him a little bump, and oh, fuck, I don't remember who it was, but it, that dude knew what he was doing. So I mean, yeah. people are already targeting Pedersen, where people know Pedersen's fucking good, right? So I'm not going to say this one. I'm gonna. I'm not going to say this one's bold. I'm going to say it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know like I agree. It's just it's say just it's not wrong. Let's move on. That's yep, my okay, motto. That one's wrong. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs right wing Mitch Marner will be one of three players to score more than a hundred points joining Kucherov and McDavid. That's bold. Um, yeah, I'd say that's bold. I mean, he is the third. He is technically that third. As much as his dad would like to tell the media that it's not, he is the third man in Toronto. Yeah. And I just, I mean, he's got 57 points in 43 games. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, He's just going to have to sustain it. And, I mean, he's not, I do think because he, like, if Mitch Marner was on a different team, he would be the number one guy. He could be. Yep. God. Okay, here's, here's a bold prediction. You ready for this? Yeah. Marner gets pissed after this year that he's not going to get the C and he's not going to, you know, he's not getting the attention he deserves because the spotlight's on Matthews and Taveras. And he, 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 go, he goes to the Islanders. That's bold. <laughs> oh, I fucking just thought of that. And that is, I fucking love that scenario. That's bold and italic and underlined. Oh my God. He go he goes to the Islanders and then he's just like, I am your new Taveras. I'm going to go back there and I'm, go- I will be your new hero and I will crush the one that betrayed you. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> That's bold. And then there's, and then there's like a next ten years of like this weird Toronto Islanders rivalry where they just fucking hate each other. Okay, ten years ago, would you have said, yeah, Toronto and the Islanders are probably gonna have a rivalry here soon? <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> not even for ever. a second. Well, my dog actually said something about that in Spanish. Oh yeah, one time he was well, like, all right. hey, Yo, quiero. that was a. <laughs> That would be a bold prediction. That is a bold prediction. Uh, no, they get li- <laughs> they get rid of Nylander. Well, they get rid of Nylander for a fucking joke of a that, pick or something. That is a good bold prediction. I like that. Like <sighs> uh, on ours for Toronto, they trade Nylander. I think that's they bold because in general they should have fucking traded him before yeah. his stock was this, where he hasn't scored fucking twenty games or whatever the fuck it is. And his I've stock always is trash. been critic. I have always been critical of Nylander. I had him on my fantasy team last year, and it's... I mean, if you look at his NHL... I understand he's got great career numbers, but if you look at his <laughs> NHL numbers... I told you he looked fat. <laughs> that's if that's you look, how I judge players, on how fat they look. And then You look at his career numbers, this guy doesn't do anything unless he's on a line with Austin Matthews. Yeah, I mean, I could even... When Matthews got hurt last year, Nylander went silent. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, I think, but that's the thing is, as a Toronto GM, you should fucking look at that. You like, you have to know those numbers, right? Right. You have to know those. Oh, numbers. I would have let. How does I Kyle was, Dubis I, not know those numbers? And then and Dubis is. That. I I like what he's done with this team, but I think he got fleeced in this one. He like did. he is not worth the money that he signed him for. So I, you know what though, I think I think with Dubis is. I don't think... Has he even scored a fucking goal yet? Well, Dubas doesn't play hockey. No, not Dubas. <laughs> Nylander. <laughs> he doesn't... Why isn't Dubas scoring more fucking goals? Dude, I don't get it. the number one scorer. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think the, the reason that Dubas doesn't feel like he got fleeced is because I don't think Nylander has any kind of trade option where 
Dubas can turn around tomorrow and trade him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like in that scenario, he didn't get fleeced. Uh, yeah, but we but could talk about high contract. We could talk about Toronto all day. We're only on the fucking tease. Let's all right. Let's, let's rattle go. off Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, four JT Miller will become a permanent fixture on a line with either Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and produce nope, at least a point per game upon guy. returning. No, it's not happening. Yep. Um, St. Louis Blues right wing Vladimir Tarasenko will bounce back to finish among the NHL's top five in goals with at least twenty five over the Blues' final forty games. No, nope. no, nope, that's not happening. Nope. He hasn't that's, been that great. He hasn't been no, that great. He's, he's he's way overrated. That's not happening. He's he's he, he might have a bounce. Back. Maybe I I think St. Louis is just a fucking dumpster fire in general. I just yeah you can't you can't look at that. Yes, they've they've strung together the first winning streak they've had all year. That doesn't mean that you're still not a seller at the deadline and a, in a in a, in a new rebuild. You can't look at that and like oh yeah half the season that was just a that was just a you know a rough patch. You know that that half of the season that was just a rough patch. What's We're doing sad real good they're now. Still in it. Yes, they and that's the push. only sad part. They could but push. that and, and that's and that's my point. Drink. Yep. A shitty ass Keystone Ice, and send me a delicious Idaho beer, mm-hmm. and then you're really gonna be you're you're, you're really gonna be laughing about it. Then uh, that's not when that's I'm not thir- when I'm not even thirsty. I'm hydrated. Okay. <laughs> my, <laughs> point, uh, my point. My <laughs> point. My point on that is, if I'm St. Louis management, I'm not sitting here going like, oh, it's because we, we are somehow in the playoff race because we're turning it around. It's because literally everyone else is shit, okay? <laughs> uh, you're, you're surrounded by Dallas. Sh- you're surrounded by shit, and even if you get – even if you s- somehow scrape into the playoffs, there is no fucking way in hell you're making it past the first round. <laughs> Not even I would I would bet my entire life saving if if St. Louis takes a wild card spot I would bet my life savings on any other team that they would play. Susan Allen will make that bet. Susan Allen, <laughs> so it, will well, Susan Bennington. I think that's what his mom's name is. That's what also you know what Susan. she might have taught. She might have been like coaching up Bennington, and now Jake's really pissed. Yeah, well, Susan's really well. You know, and that's the thing with business. Mm-hmm. As soon as you Can't. start, you know, really being successful in business, you're always going to piss off someone. It just happens to be your own son. It happens to be Jake. She's like, yeah. he's like, mom, mom, you're making sure that I don't have a job. Well, and she's like, I'm making sure I have a job. She got him a couple good Christmas presents. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philly left wing. No, we're, JVR we're, will lead Flyers forwards and goals. He's currently I mean, eight behind leader Sean Courtier. I mean, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. I agree. I, I mean, it, that's a that's a bold that's a bold prediction. It's very but bold. It's not. It's very bold. But I think people like, just like a, saying JVR more than they actually like thinking that think he's so. actually a good you skip player. You skip San Jose. You skip San Jose. Well, that's on purpose. Oh. <laughs> So, <laughs> okay. Forward Junis Donskoy. Here you go. Here's your fucking Sharks. Thanks. We'll Not finish sharks, second I'm on the Sharks in goals behind Joe Pavelski with 30. Oof. That is. That's. Well, and it, what's funny is after that, they named the three that are probably, that are for sure going to finish with more goals than Junis Donskoy. That's that's a bold one, and I don't think that's going to happen. It won't um, happen. Well, they they finished with the four players that are definitely going to finish with more goals than Donskoy. Meyer, yeah. Couture, Kane, 
hurdle. Okay, that's super okay. bold. I uh, like it though. You know, if you're gonna be bold, Pittsburgh Peng- be bold. Yeah, Pittsburgh Penguins right wing Phil Kessel will become the first Penguins player other than Sidney Crosby and Afghani Malkin to lead them in scoring since 2005-2006. I think that that is possible. That's possible. I agree. I don't Cro- think Crosby uh, and Malkin are having the years that they're used to. So that's possible. Crosby's having a bit of a resurgence, but Malkin is really not playing well. Yeah. Um, well, at least at least not up to his level. Need I remind you, we haven't even talked about fantasy yet, so we're at 124. Okay. okay. Ottawa Senators, uh, Ryan Dezingle will finish with more goals than Mark Stone and uh, Matt Duchesne to lead the Senators in this category. That's bold. Uh, yeah, it's bold. Um, probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, probably not. New York Rangers left wing Chris Kreider will finish him on the top NHL's top ten with at least thirty five goals. That's possible. That is possible. Because um, he he's the only tonight. scorer on that team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, New York Islanders three Islanders forwards Matthew Barzell, Anders Lee, and Brock Nelson will each finish with at least thirty goals. That's possible. That is possible. Uh, Brock Nelson scored again tonight. Yep. yep. I would I would say that's possible. Yep. Uh, Nashville Predators defenseman Matthias Ekholm will not only lead Predators defenseman in scoring, but also finish third in the NHL at the position with at least 60 behind Brett Burns and Eric Carlson. I think that is a good prediction. <laughs> and we'll get into that hopefully in a little bit. We can't spend too yep. much time on it, but yeah, he has been absolute fucking fire. New Jersey Devils, uh, Nico Hirsch. Hirscher? He sure. He sure. We'll finish with more points than left wing Taylor Hall and lead the Devils in scoring with at That's least sixty five. Very bold. That's a bold. That's I mean, very it's not bold. Im- it's not impossible, but yeah, that's bold. <laughs> Nico Heesher's not that good. Come on, no. But Hall by a fucking yeah, line. yeah. Um, Montreal Canadiens, despite missing the first twenty four games, defenseman Shea Weber will lead the position in goals with twenty. Yeah, that's possible. That is possible. He that's all he's been scoring is goals. Yep. So I I can I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Wild uh, left wing Zach Parisi will remain healthy for the rest of the season and reach seventy <laughs> points for the first time. That is su- that is the <laughs> saddest so <bold>. prediction. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Will that's not the boldest. Healthy. We're 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 gonna put out the the saddest prediction <laughs> on here. Oh, that is not only will he remain healthy, but he'll reach seventy points for the first time in two thousand nine two thousand ten. Remaining healthy is. Very bold. That is very bold. <laughs> I, it's, I'm pretty sure I sad. talked to him yesterday on Twitter, and he was like, yeah, I'm getting hurt tomorrow probably. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, he's hurt uh, the next game. I guarantee he's out for the rest of the season. That's <laughs> fucked fuck. up, but that's the way he works, dude. That's how it does. Okay, LA Kings defenseman Jake Muzzin will finish with the same number of points as teammate Drew Doughty with an NHL career-high 43. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, you know, a little a little plug for me right there. So, Jake Muzzin on the block. Oh. Yep. I like that. Okay. Florida uh, Panthers. F- Florida Panthers uh, wing Vertran Vitanro? Vatrano? Yeah. We'll finish second on the Panthers and goals behind Mike Hoffman with at least 25. Uh That's bold. No, that's pretty that's, that's bold. pretty bold. And that's I'm going to lean toward that happening. And Mike Hoffman's wife would definitely say that's super bold. Well, even if he started, a, even if he started approaching the category, then she'll just get on Twitter and start insulting his girlfriend or whatever. So well, his unborn child. Jesus Christ! Oh, watch out, Frank! Sh- what a shitty person! Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, a, anyway. I know another shitty person like that. Yeah. Uh, she slapped me one time for making 
a joke that she poured beer like shit. <laughs> and she's a model now, so that tell you something. There's that. <laughs> there's that. Edmonton Oilers rookie defenseman Caleb Jones will lead Oiler defenseman in points over the final 38 games of the season with at least 20. Bold. I mean, I think uh, what's his tits is coming back soon, so I think that's bold. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, but four still, points I mean, that, through that, first twelve NHL games. That's sad. That makes Jesus. it way like that's sad. There's, I feel so them. bad. All right, uh, Detroit Red Wings forward Dylan Larkin and Gustav Nyquist will each finish with at least a point per game. I could see that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I love watching yep. Dylan Larkin. He's fun to watch. That's he gets excited. They are a, I love it. They're a fun team to watch. I I don't like even when they lose. It's they they they're not one of those teams that like. You know, they know that they're in last place and they're going to just kind of coast through the season and hope for next year. Like, they they try hard. Yeah. And I like it. Like, they're a good team. Yep, so I like it. Um, I like watching them. They're fun. I can see that. Uh, Dallas Stars defenseman Miko Heskinen will finish third among uh, rookie skaters with at least 16 goals behind forwards P- uh, Pedersen and Svechnikov. Yeah, how do you get Svechnikov? Svechnikov? How do you get that fucking right? And you've gotten some of these trash names right. Or wrong, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Heiskanen, Pedersen, and Shvechnikov all down. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe You're three if, for three on that fucking that one. It's because I know the. It's because I know the big names in the NHL. Like you, you got like some third line defenseman that I've never even fucking heard of. Wow. Yeah, I don't know his fucking name. That's showing your true colors in fantasy, right there. There you go. Um, <laughs> Colorado Avalanche forward JT. Uh, this could be a two hour fucking show here. Jesus Christ, I know. Comfer uh, will be one of four Avalanche skaters to finish with at least 25 goals, joining Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko nope. Rantanen. No, that's not happening. Guy's trash. Uh, nope. Awful. Calgary Flames goalie uh, David Riddich uh, will emerge as the full-time starter down the stretch, yep. finishing with at least 30 wins and among the top five in fantasy goalies. Yeah. I don't know about 30 wins, but yeah. I mean, they've been needing a guy other than Mike Smith for the since they fucking brought Mike Smith in, <laughs> yeah, that's, and now he's yeah, he, this kid's good. I th- it, that's that's not bold. I think that's a pretty smart yep. prediction. Nope. Uh, Chicago Chicago Blackhawks forward Dylan Strome will be one of two Blackhawks to finish with at least a point per game with linemate Patrick Kane. Uh, I would say that's, that's bold. Pretty it's bold. It's bold, though. but it's it's a good but it's a good one. It's like I mean, it's bold. Yeah, that's a good bold. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it won't. Uh, it's he's been okay. He hasn't been yeah. the Dylan Strom in the AHL, but he's been he's been okay. Yep. Um, we'll skip Columbus because I did them. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes wing Andrei Svechnikov will finish the season with at least thirty goals in Eclipse Center. Elias Pettersson for rookie for the r- rookie lead. That's that's super bold. the The first part, yeah. The second part. Uh, I mean, if Pedersen stays healthy, I don't think that's both, possible. Both. I don't – 11 goals through the half of the season, I don't – Svechnikov's going to have a good second half because hopefully Carolina's like, oh, we should probably play him more yeah. than 12 minutes a game to win some fucking games. But he's not going to – he's not going to double Pedersen. No fucking way. No. 11 goals to 22? No no fucking that's, way. That's, that's, that's super bold. Okay. Buffalo um, Sabres. Buffalo Buffalo Sabres forward Tage Thompson will play on the Sabres' top line for the rest of the season and finish fourth among their forwards in scoring with at least 40 points. Uh, He's a second liner right now, right? Yeah. I could – okay. Yeah. All right. 40 points isn't that much. 
he, he finish could do that. fourth in scoring and and play on the top line. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, All right, he could do yeah, that. That's fun. Um, yeah, Boston here Bruins, we go. Despite, despite missing twenty seven games and multiple injuries, defenseman Charlie McAvoy will finish with at least forty five points. Hopefully, I know let's you're go, hoping. Boys. I know you're hoping that you'll get to this, and we'll we'll talk about why he's hoping. Oh yeah, here we go, Mac. Return um, to the Mac, boys. I can see that. Uh, McAvoy's young. He's he's played well in the in the the games that he has played. Oh, I, I think that's just the frustrating play. part. Um, great player. I I think he'll do. I don't know. Forty five points that's might be high. That's a lot. But but ah, forty five. That's, that's forty five in about forty five games. So he he's he gonna be a point he, per he'll make a player. push. Almost. He'll make a push. I yeah, a that's under. I would say that's bold. That's bold. That's bold, but it's a it's it's reasonable. Um, Arizona Coyotes right wing Connor Garland Garland yeah will keep his top six role and finish second on the Coyotes in points per game behind linemate Alex Galchenyak. No, I don't see that. Uh, so first part is good. Second on the Coyotes. Second on the Coyotes is good. Um, no. He's he's not gonna. It's no, not gonna be Galchenyuk as the first. It's gonna be Keller as the first, then Garland because the kid is actually good, and we'll get to him in fantasy. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but Galchenyuk's gonna be third or fourth, maybe fifth. Uh, quick side, quick side note. A buddy of mine who's really close with Michael Grabner. I had a beer with him yesterday. It sounds like Grabner might be done forever. I don't want to hear that. Uh, he's it's fun sound, to watch, he just, dude. Oh, I love Michael Grabner. I grew up, I grew up watching him play with the Chiefs, and then I I met him a couple times when I was a kid. Uh, my a buddy of mine that I grew up skating with, he actually uh, they sta- they roomed with his uncle, so they're like best buds. Like they talk to each other. So, um, I mean, you don't get popped Grab- in the eye like that and come back. He couldn't. He couldn't see out of it yeah. at first. No, no, like I mean, not because of the swelling. Like I mean, he literally was blinded, in it, and he's just starting to see like shapes and colors. Yeah, like li- like lights, lights and shit. Yeah, so he might be done forever, but we'll we'll see. Um, last one, An- Anaheim Ducks. Right wing Andre Case. You want me to? You, well, well yep. Oh, okay, go I'm going to go read this it. because you definitely just botched his name real fast. Totally. Right wing Andre Andre Kasha will overcome oh. his early injury absence to lead the Ducks with at least 30 goals. Um, that's pretty bold, but this kid's good. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. I'd, I'd say that's yeah. I'd say it's possible. It is bold, but that's a that's a good bold one. That yeah, I could see it. Yeah, that's a fifty fifty right there. I think if the Ducks continue to lose, Jesus Christ, they lost again. Yeah. Uh, so hashtag bad. fire Carlisle, and I'm a Ducks fan. Yep. Okay, that's a real hashtag. hashtag okay. Though. Yeah, we're right, done. That's good. Let's uh, jump to fa- hey, jump we, to fantasy. Yep. Let's jump to some fantasy. Uh, here's the reason why, and let's just. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to beat around the bush anymore. We, the Dusty Bender podcast crew, completed a trade this week. We did. Holy Dickens. Holy Dickskin. Holy Dickskin. Dickens. Uh, (laughs) Holy shit. One of the first trades in our league, I think, this year. I... I think so. Uh, I I did a trade early on for oh, yeah. Garnier for Craig Smith, Fucking but that was a butthole for charcuterie. Yeah, um, wasn't great. Yeah, that was a trash trade. And all right, so what's what's this trade? This trade was um, a couple of forwards for some D, 
So All right. basically what happened Teams. was uh, right wingers, I had a plethora of right wingers, and you had a plethora of D, and I needed to shore up some D, and you needed to shore up some right wingers. So um, chips kind of fell into place. And Mutually beneficial for both teams, I think. Uh, I I had I had 5D rostered. Uh, in our league, you can only play four at a time, so I already had one extra D. Uh, I also had two on IR that were both simultaneously coming off of IR. Yep. Uh, I didn't feel like having seven defensemen. Well. So, I, I mean, <laughs> there, are a bit, there have been crazier things, but... Yeah, I've seen worse. Yeah, but it's not something that I like to do. I like to have... Five to four is about what I like. Any more defensemen, and you're, you're benching a lot of them, plus you're missing out on the offensive production that forwards have. Agreed. Um, if you don't have the right forwards. Correct. Uh, so I, I was essentially tasked with, I needed to trade two defensemen. Didn't matter. I, I, not to brag, but all of my defensemen are pretty solid. Yep. Um, going down the lineup and I'll include the two that were on my team at the time. Uh, sitting on Seth Jones, Matthias Eckholm, Ryan Ellis, Jake Garnier, Eric Gustavson, uh, Mike Green and Charlie McAvoy. And uh, I mean... Front to back, those are all pretty solid D. Obviously, the weakest one, probably Garnier, uh, just because of his, you know, being pushed to the second line in Toronto. But everybody else is a first-line defenseman, first-line power play, essentially. So it, it it was tough for me to make a decision, but that meant that I could, you know, with you, we could come to a good agreement. Yep. And I think we did. Yeah, we uh, we went back and forth a little bit. There was a little bit of a, you know, we both knew what we needed, what we wanted. Uh, we talked about it for, what, two, three days? Something like that, and, yeah. And, you know, it kind of, it, it basically came down to who was going to make any kind of offer to begin with. And it really only took us two maybe three offers to kind of go, okay, yeah, this is this is actually going to be the deal. This is what both teams need. This is what's going to benefit both teams the most and is fair in a fantasy trade, a hockey trade. Um, I really think we did – I think we did well. i say that the sticking point for us wasn't the main part of the trade. The main part – so the, the main part was uh, McAvoy for Besser. Yep. And that was – we felt that was a pretty even trade. We could have gone one um, for one on that. We would have been fine. Could have gone one for one, yeah. and both of us would have been pretty happy. Uh, McAvoy is coming off IR. Uh, I, uh, yes, there's an unknown element to that because he's only played 17 games this year, but he's a solid defenseman. He's a great hockey player, and it's a, it's there's there's nothing but positive things for McAvoy. Yeah. Um, Besser is equally talented. Yeah, he's on a shittier team than McAvoy, but he is gonna be he's gonna be part of that offensive, the only offense that's in Vancouver. And once Pedersen comes back, he'll he'll start kicking Those it up two again. Click. Yeah. So. so the second part was the the, the haggling part. Uh, I initially wanted Aho. Uh, obviously, you, a high ball. Can on you that. officially at this point, after his three goal, one assist game, uh-huh. accept the fact that that would have been an absolute fucking joke? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Well, it was. It was well because no, you threw out there that even at the time of the trade that was a joke. You threw out there that you wanted Eckholm, and it, I mean Eckholm right now, like it's he is 
I mean, I, 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 just looking off the top of my head, he is one of my top defensemen right now. He's playing an app. He's got, I mean, he's putting up more points than some of my offensemen at the moment. So, but uh, on the original, on the original trade, I was thinking Besser and Aho for Ekholm and M- McAvoy. No, you said Zabinajad. So Zabinajad was always on the table, but so my original one before I actually even sent it was Aho and Besser for McAvoy and Ekholm, and I got cold feet because Aho can Aho okay. can do something like this where he can put up three goals and an assist. And right. I also have Tara Vinen where he can just – he can be like, oh, well, you know, Ajo had a good game and I assisted on two of his goals where I didn't do a goddamn thing. And I also have right. Tara Vinen. So, uh, you know, I got cold feet on that. And, yeah, I think our – I think our I think this actually was our original. Yeah, I think it came down to that. I, I had cold feet on Zabinajad. Yeah, he's the he's the go to guy. Like he's the top line center, but the Rangers are pretty mediocre. But um, you know, but, but that's the thing is is it kind of came down to that second dude where Ellis is yeah. also one of four there in Nashville. It's a crapshoot if he's gonna have any kind of point on a given night. And, and honestly, it doesn't make sense why he's not playing well. I mean that we talked about it on an earlier podcast. Nashville Nashville is the strongest def- defense in the league, in my opinion, yeah. and he's he's skating opposite Roman Yossi, and yep. I mean, he should be putting up more points. Like, it just doesn't make sense that he's not right now. So, I mean, you know, but in the end, both of us kind of took a chance, right? Where yeah. McAvoy could come off IR, he could get hurt tomorrow, for all I know, could. right? Yep. Uh, Besser could get hurt tomorrow, for all we know, right? Zabinajad or- could continue... Be having a mediocre season, and Ellis could yeah. continue having a mediocre season. So, right, it was it was a very good two for two trade. Uh, you know, not talking to anybody in our league. Do I think they're happy about it? No, because I think no, probably I think not. Anytime the top two teams trade something that everybody like, nobody denied the trade. Right, we have that opportunity to deny the trade and say right. this is unfair. Uh, nobody even <laughs> denied it. They were like, "Ah, oh, shit. I mean, it's at least a good trade. Uh, I don't think anyone in our league's happy because both of our teams got better and they basically have come to the conclusion that it's going to be one and two in the final. Uh, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's getting ugly. I, we've got, we've got a two, we've got a few teams in our league that have those sneaky weeks where they put up like an ungodly amount of points. It's just, they're not consistent. Yeah. And I think I think the team you're playing this week is the team that scared me the most until mm-hmm. this and, week, and where just sh- you just shit, shit on them and their team was like, well, maybe we're not for real. And the team that I played this week, Waterbury Wolverines, they, you know, they've they've had some promise and all this, you know, it just basically, well, pretty much today. I mean, pretty much on Sunday. Sunday will make a break, but they they basically folded and and. You know, Radix Bonks decided that they wanted to be the top team again. You know, top top two yep. for sure. So uh, yeah, I think I think everybody in our league's a little bit scared that the top two teams just made a trade, and I think that makes it better for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how how yeah, I, how are we going to give them all this insight on a podcast that you know? We're, yeah, it's their own fucking it's fault. It's their own fault. We're, They're we're, not listening to we're it. Sitting here, we're sitting here analyzing, talking about our strategies and whatnot. <laughs> like, if they just listen to the fucking podcast, they'd know. That's, that's exactly. 
You know what? That's that's what it is. I've lost all sympathy. Like if I was crushing anyone, I was like, oh god, I wish wish they'd get up. It's like you know what? You can you can you want an insight into like what we're thinking right now? If you just listen to the fucking podcast, you'd know. Well, and I think I think most of our listeners are in the league. I just think they're like, ah, well, they're you know they're just they're just saying that for the podcast, and then next week you know we're making a trade. Right, we're, right. We're like, fuck it. We're, you know, it's gonna be, it's yeah, gonna come down between us two, and we'll put it towards the podcast or something. I don't I, know. Somebody else should make a trade. Like, I, I swear, like, we're, I feel like we're the only ones that were like looking into it because everybody else is just like, oh well, yeah, it yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I did receive another trade. Oh yeah. Uh, so we you can did. talk about that really briefly. We're running over again, but we had a ton of shit to we, talk about. We're okay. Yeah, we did. Um, tell me, tell me. Your first thoughts. Don't say another word. Just tell me yes or no if you would make this trade with my team. Okay? Okay. Jaden Schwartz for Sean Couturier. Do I need centers? So... I'll add that my forward ranks, so my my spot on the forwards that I have the least amount of players for is right wing because I just mm-hmm. traded you two right wings. Uh, yeah. That's my strongest point. And if yeah. I'll leave you with that and then I'll and then I think it's a thing I think it's a thinker, but uh, if I needed a center, yeah, I would do it because Courtier is he—he's like a Matt Duchesne on that Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, I mean, you're pl- you're trading two players on two shitty teams. Uh, it's not. Ah, that's tough. That's really tough. I Courtier has actually picked it up. He's been mirrored in a. Uh, yeah, in a in a bit of a lull, but uh, uh that'd be tough. So I I I'd say it depend on if I need a center. I'll, but in our league, everybody's got centers. Everybody's got centers. I think in like every league, everywhere centers are the most abundant. Yeah, because generally speaking, centers put up the most points. Like there, yeah. there are there are some decent centers that sit in our waiver wire that probably to be honest should be picked up but nobody has room for fucking any more centers so let me let me jump to centers before i start talking about this trade Mm -hmm. um so our top center in the league by percentage owned is casey middlestat okay so our centers aren't super deep no right our centers aren't super deep um there's potential for middle step, but he's not done anything yet lately. Right. So, but my weakest point, so the reason that I declined this trade, so we'll jump to conclusions there. I declined this trade. So my weakest point is actually left wings. So I'm, I, in the position that I'm in, I'm not going to give up a left winger that could potentially catch fire at any point and start killing it with Tarasenko for someone yeah. who... Is a You're center. also assuming that Tarasenko is going to pick it up, though. Well, and I, I, I truly think if if 
you know, the St. Louis Blues coach, I don't even know what his name is anymore. It's probably Trash. Uh, I think it's Trash McDumpster. Um, mm-hmm. I think is what his name is. Um, Something like that. You know, yeah. if I'm going to pick up a guy, or if I'm going to give away a guy like that in a position that I really need, I need a, for a center that I already have, I need a guy right. who's gonna. It's almost overvalued for what I'm giving up with a left winger that I really actually need. Um, hmm. And I think I think the guy that traded like a, attempted that trade didn't read that. I think he just kind of said like, "This is the guy I need to get rid of, and I want a player for my favorite team." And yeah, uh, you know, hopefully the second place dude in our league is a fucking complete retard and doesn't actually (laughs) understand fantasy hockey. So do I think it was a good trade? No, I think, uh, you know, I think two players, I think, I think both players you could argue are on the same level right now, but I think Mm -hmm. you have to be a little bit smarter than that when you try to trade people. Um, And I had just gotten out of a trade between you and I where it was a fair trade between both of us for something that both of us needed. And I think if you and I hadn't made that trade, I would have considered that (laughs) trade a little more just because – You had just just gotten out of a long relationship. Trade negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. I had just gotten out of a long relationship where like you know she touched my butthole and I touched her butthole. Right. Uh, You know, and I, I think he didn't play the room. On the butthole touching, and he it's, basically said, he basically said, "You poke my butthole for two hours, and I'll let your butthole get cold and stinky." And <laughs> that's not the kind of trade partner that I need. Um, it's not to it's impolite to kiss and tell. Not to talk about buttholes, but it's in, it's impolite to kiss and tell. But buttholes. But but wait, let me get it super close with my new my new <laughs> mic thing buttholes you just get really good butthole buttholes it's... all right we're, we're getting some really quality stuff here on this <laughs> podcast either way who are you picking up this week and then let's take off okay all right um honestly i might for the first time stay pat for a while i what i what i've done this week lately is i've been cycling out uh my one open roster spot for goalies that are playing okay um i i had uh what is it, Berset, Berceau? How do you say the Winnipeg Bersois. backup? Bersois. Yeah. Uh Had him for a day. He won, dropped him, picked up Louis, uh, Louis Domingue, had him. Uh, I'm still sitting on him, but uh, as soon as I find somebody else, I don't know. Uh, probably the, the main thing you can look for. Uh, trade. If, if, yeah. If Trade. This is trade season. Let's go. Trade season. <sighs> Let's do it. I got two or three more that I want to make, and then I'll feel look. Good. If anybody wants, if anybody wants to take Jake Allen, I'm I'm accepting all offers. <laughs> Gross. Cons- considering that, uh, without a visit from his mom, he's looking at a fine career in the AHL here pretty quick. Yeah, so. Chicago Wolves. I heard we're interested. <laughs> Benny's real excited to go down there. <laughs> Chad Bennington, pick him up. All right, let me. Yeah, right, yep. you were beating around the. Dick a little bit. So let me talk some goalies, okay? Yep. Chad Bennington, that's a pickup. Yep. Pick him up. Jake yep. Allen isn't the guy there anymore. I think St. Louis is getting behind Bennington right now. Let's pick him up. At least for short term anyway. Yep. Uh, Blackwood, people are a little hesitant because Corey Schneider was getting healthy, but that's the kid. That's who New Jersey needed. 
that's I mean, even if he's a mediocre goalie, that team needs something, and that's the kid you need. Uh, Delia, Chicago. I that kid yep. is actually good. I don't know how far off Crawford is, but you, I mean, you're not going to play Cam Ward over fucking Delia right now. Delia is actually playing some good hockey. Amazing. That's someone you need to pick up. Um, do I think you need to get scared with Carter Hart? No. Uh, I think once Elliot comes back, it's still going to be a timeshare. Everybody talks to me. Oh, you know, Carter Hart's nothing. He's nothing good. All the stuff on Roto World. He's he's got terrible numbers. Well, I watched that fucking game, and guess what? The Philadelphia Flyers pretty much gave up three fucking shitty ass. It's the it team doesn't, he's on. It doesn't matter who's in net with the like the goals that Philly gave up in that game. That you could stick the best fucking goalie in the world, and they're not going to stop those fucking pucks. So, uh, yeah, Carter Hart's still worth a pickup. Um, Leonard's still worth a pickup, even though I know Grice got the win tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, the other one. So forward wise, look at Connor Garland. If you think that someone on your team isn't playing up to the specs of Connor Garland, the kid's short. Kids, you know, a Martin St. Louis. Uh, kid's fucking good. So, uh, you know, if you need some extra scoring, at least in the in the short term until we figure out exactly who he is, pick up Connor Garland. Uh, Defenseman-wise, I, I know in our league, Duncan Keith has been on the wire a little bit. Um, you know, that team, there, yep. that team scores goals. I mean, that team scores goals. They still got Patty Kane, still got Taves, they got Saad, they got fucking Debrinkit. Um, Gustafsson's on fire. Gustafsson's on fire and is playing with Keith. I mean, it's only a matter of fucking yep. time a la Ellis that you traded me playing with Yossi. Yep. Um, you know, Keith isn't someone that you need to drop if you have him. He's starting to catch fire a little bit. So, yeah, fantasy hockey. There you go. Like our post. Love it. Because, I mean, we posted Anze Kopitar as the ugliest motherfucker in the league, and uh, we didn't get much love for that. No, no, I don't. I don't know if that means that it's it's like a reflection on him. They're just like, oh, he's so ugly, I can't even he look looks at like it. A or damn owl. Like, is he health? Like, is he okay? Is he healthy? <laughs> like, he's got black rings around his eyes. He can't be healthy. Yeah, he's yeah. He's been spending too much time in L.A. So That's, there it is. He's tired. He's sleepy. He's, and he's very hungover. tired. <laughs> that would explain the L.A. season right now. That's right. Sleepy and hungover. Okay. Are we are we are we ready We're to wrap done. this up? Jesus, almost All two right. hours. Fuck's sake. Please, please. Oh, I I promise next week we will we will ensure that we go shorter on these. Uh, so we just had a lot of we had a lot of stuff to cover for this one. Um, we'll we'll make sure to make them a little little quicker uh, in the in the coming weeks. Ten minutes. Uh, please write. Uh, please please subscribe. Uh, for us on everything we've been uh been following along with the, our stati- statistics on it. Um, everything's reasonable on there, but we, we'd really appreciate the likes, comments, shares, let people know that we exist. Uh, so we're not talking to ourselves and the five fantasy hockey people and our moms. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's sad reality, but whatever. It's more fun this way. That is true. We can, we can say what we want. (laughs) Yep. That's all. That's all all for me. Till next week. Say a lot.